Welcome to this message by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Bishop Edwin Ogo is a seasoned minister of the Word of God whose messages on Christian living, church building, and the work of the ministry are a great inspiration to ministers all over the world. He pastors the Mackinac Cathedral in Oyibi, where he ministers powerfully in various services, transforming lives and raising zealous church workers. You will experience the transformational force and power of God's word as he ministers passionately to you today. Be blessed as you listen. I could hear only two people respond. Hallelujah. Is somebody excited to be in church this morning? Tell your neighbor, if this is your excitement, I wonder what will happen when you are not excited. Is it possible to give the Lord a loud shout offering this morning? Fantastic. This morning we have an awesome testimony. And um, I just want to tell us, you know, you can be in a good place. You can be in a place where good things are happening but you are not a partaker of what is happening. Numbers chapter 18, verse 31. I want to show you that God has a promise for those who serve. Amen. There are dancers in the church. There are are choristers in the church. Many things are happening. There are basenta leaders. There are basanta leaders. There must be something you find yourself doing. Amen. Because you cannot be here and miss out. The Bible says that you and your household may eat the rest of it everywhere. There's something that you don't just you don't just have a particular place for eating. You can eat health everywhere. You can eat wealth everywhere. For it is your reward for your service. Amen. And this morning we are going to hear a testimony of such reward. Amen. I want you with Jesus joy in your heart to, to help me welcome our sister Francisca Obin coming from the King Square to share a beautiful testimony encourage her as she comes keep clapping for her good morning Franca good morning church please my name is Francis Corbin and I see from Green Pastures and also a member of the King's Park please take an IC what do you do an IC you need to have a member of eight and above that you bus to church. So you bus to church today? Yes. How many people were on your bus? 20. 20? So there are 20 people here you brought to church. Yes. What has the Lord done? Uh, please, I'm here to share testimony on how God delivered my dad. One faithful day, uh, it was just a day, so I just went to my phone and I decided to own my data. And I saw a message from our CEO that we have an emergency all night. An emergency all night? Yes, please. So I just read the message and all of a sudden I was like, I don't think I'll be able to go. So I slept and everything, but as it was getting around 10 o'clock, it got to me that, ah, can't you go and come and sleep all the days you want to sleep? So you have to go. And I believe it was the Holy Spirit and it is the Holy Spirit. So I went and one of the prayer topics I remembered her saying was we should pray that God will protect our families. They should have good health because some things are there that when it comes upon your family, it will distract your ministry work. 
So I prayed and prayed. I mentioned my dad, my mom, my siblings. So we closed and I went home. I didn't tell her what happened when I read the message that I wouldn't come or something like that. So the next day we were sleeping. So that's the day after the all night. Yes, please. Yes, please. So I was just sleeping. All I heard was a very loud noise. Like a loud noise. I've never heard it before. So I just rushed out only to see my dad. He can't walk. He can't do anything. He can't breathe. So I just asked, Daddy, please, where are you from? What happened? Like he can't talk. So I just started praying. Praying. And it, it also occurred to me that I should just rush to the roadside and get a taxi. So I called my kid says to come and pray for my dad. She should just believe and pray. So I rushed to the roadside to get a taxi. So we had to carry my dad. I had to wear my daddy's dress for him, which I have never done before. Yeah. If it's ironing, I'm okay. So I was like, I've never seen this, but I never gave up. So we uh, helped him sit in a taxi and we got to the hospital. The only fair statement the doctor could tell me was, if I had delayed a little bit, my daddy would have been dead. And I said in my mind mind that, God forbid, you could see I'm shivering because it's, it's amazing if you are serving God and even the serving, we are not even doing it well. But God has a way of sorting us out. Please. So the doctor said if you had delayed, you'd have lost your dad. Yes. Have you lost your dad? By the grace of God. My dad is here in church. I have not lost Oh, your dad is in church. What can you call your dad? I want us to see. So he's not dead. Oh, he's let's let's encourage daddy as he's coming. So does he come to church here? Yes, please. He He comes comes to church here. Yes, please. So you are not lying. It's a human being you are talking about. Yes. He's my dad. And you can see that he is not dead. He is well. Oh, daddy, come close. Please come close. And the doctor said, if you are not come... Oh, don't cry. Wow. Is it not beautiful? You see, we could have been here and she would be in black with red scattered all over her house. But God is faithful. And I believe that the same God who has kept him will preserve him, you and your household. Because you are faithful with the little he has given you, he will watch over yours. Let's celebrate God for this beautiful blessing. And let us welcome Bishop Kobe. Oh, keep clapping for them. Keep clapping. What a blessing. No, I really pray for you that your eyes will be open to the goodness of God and what God is doing in our lives. I really pray for you. All these testimonies that we hear, may they mean something to you. And in your day of adversity, may you remember the goodness of God that others have testified about. Yeah, very important. Very, very important. Very, very important. Well, are you, are, you, are you in the floor? Are you warming up gradually for the message? How many of you were here last week, Sunday, and you feel that a work has been started in the messages that needs to be continued? We will get there gradually. But before we get there, ladies and gentlemen, join me and let's welcome our sister, Frida, to minister to us.
Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, when did you sunkunim? Hallelujah. Catch on your so wound you sunkunim. Oh, catch on your tibia and say, Oh, who end you sunkunim? Bon same case here, Palma Jesus and Opey. Yes, 
Oh, 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 oh,
Come in your own gentle way. 
come in your own gentle way. Come in your own gentle way. Come myself wisdom to children. Come as new sight to the blind. Come, Lord, as strength to my weakness. Take me so body and mind. Come as a rest to the weary. Come as a palm to the salt. Come as a dew to my dryness. Fill me with joy evermore. Come, Holy Spirit, I need you now. Come to the withered of soul. Oh, let your sweet healing power touch me and make me whole. gentlemen I'm happy to announce to you that the time that you have been waiting for the moment that you have been waiting for is here 
The word of God is about to come your way this morning. It is quick, it is alive, it is powerful. And God promises us that the reason for which he has sent his word, it will be accomplished in our lives. I want to encourage you today, in the book of Hebrews chapter 4, we are asked to mix the word we hear with faith. That is how it will benefit us. I want to ask you to mix the word you are about to hear this morning with some faith so that it will bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are as excited as I am, I want you to join me with a hand clap. You can join me with a shout. You can join me with a jump to the Lord. And let's welcome here to this pulpit, the Bishop Edwin Morgan. Oh God, come on, make some noise, my Canada Cathedral. to a place of blessing thank you for what you will do in our lives as we walk with you we are grateful Lord in Jesus name Amen keep clapping your hands And you may please be seated. 
it's a blessing to be in church this morning. And um, I want to assure you that what you've done this morning to come to church is the right thing to do. You've done the right thing. It is my prayer that the Lord will help you to walk with him in a way that pleases him. That is actually the reason, another reason why I am very happy that I am sharing with you and teaching about flowing in the anointing and um, if you don't have this book I will encourage you to visit the bookshop and get this it's, it's a very very important foundation for your Christian life this book If you want to go far with God, if you want to, I gave my life to Christ as a born again Christian 38 years ago. And I am still in the Lord. Some come into Christ and cannot stay in the Lord. They can't last. Some come and they they don't enjoy the experience. This is the reason. The reason is that, you know, the Bible says that those who endure to the end, they shall be saved. So, the salvation we talk about, um, in a certain sense, is not exactly how we are thinking it to be. It, 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 It is true that when you come forward, and you receive Christ, you are saved. I don't think any pastor like me would have anything to say, negative to say about it. You, you, you have received Christ. You know, you've received him. You, you've taken a step to receive Christ. I mean, that is it. And you can say that You are born again. And you can't be wrong. And you are saved. You experience salvation. But it is also true that the salvation we are talking about 
is actually something you will experience at the end. You know, they are, the Bible says that those who endure and, and note the words endure to the end. I mean, honestly, this afternoon, if I met you somewhere and I gave you jollof rice with Malta Guinness, with chicken and vegetables and things, I mean, I I don't think, uh, or two eggs, two eggs. I really don't think that you will say that you are enduring the jollof. You know, I, I don't think you say oh, you are enduring the food. Rather, you say what you are enjoying the food. So, when you see a word like endure to the end, it means that it's not, it's not something as fun and seemingly enjoyable or exciting as you may think. It is difficult. It is difficult. Obviously, when you enter class one, you've been, you've entered school. But you and I know that it's different from class six. You know, those who who say he he was educated at um, this Sorbonne University. He entered and finished it. That's your education. I attended Wesley Girls High School. I, I think you want to believe that I entered and finished it. That's the mind. Salvation will be experienced at the end. And between now and the end, you must get ready to endure. The Christian life is a difficult life. So, many of us here should be okay with calling yourselves churchgoers. You are a churchgoer, which is not a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with going to church. But Christians, born again Christians, who are headed for heaven, have got certain things to endure. Because the Christian life is not an easy life. Most of the things God will require of you, 
will confront your appetites and desires and ego directly. Most of what God will ask you to do will be things you don't want to do. I mean, who in his normal mind will want to wake up at 4 o'clock to pray? I've met a girl I like. She likes me. Why can I not sleep with her? Especially when each time I see her, the feelings come. I don't have money. And I can see money in a drawer. Why can't I take some and say I didn't take it? And on and on. Ladies and gentlemen, the Christian life is a difficult life. It's difficult. Those who are going to live that life will have to find some oil. It's like a machine that is difficult to operate. Sewing machine, even car, car machine. Car machine. You need oil in that machine. If there's no oil in that machine, it will break down. My dear young men and young women, the Christian life requires oil. Otherwise, it would be difficult and impossible. That is why, in my estimation, I don't know how, what you think of me. I don't know whether you see me as any correct person or what. But my estimation is that this book flow in the anointing. It's a book you must have. You must know what is in this book. You see, because if you don't flow, flow. In the anointing, you will not make it. And the church, the body of Christ, has destroyed the word anointing. So when we use the word anointing, most people are thinking of a prophet with a towel or a, a, an anointed pastor or an anointed evangelist or the, the bishop is anointed. It's like the anointing is for church leaders. And it is true. Church leaders must be anointed. I, I, I couldn't be standing here doing what I'm doing if I wasn't anointed. I couldn't. It's very, very difficult work I'm doing. You have no idea. I'm not sitting down here this morning. My mind is on a thousand things about you. Because you are very difficult. Yes. It is easier to tame a lion than to tame a human being. It's easier. I couldn't be doing I've, I've been doing this work for close to 30 years. I mean, Sunday morning, you are holding a microphone. I mean, when I said began, there was no microphone anyway. But Sunday morning behind the pulpit talking to Christians, 20 Christians. I've been doing this for close to 30 years. 
It's very difficult. Very difficult work. This work. Very, very difficult. I've made it this far because of oil. I'm telling you. Now, now, by the way, let me also introduce myself to you. I am a medical doctor also. I've been to medical school for seven years. And after that, I've also been to the same medical school, a senior one, for five years. So that's 12 years. Then when I finished, I did another different course in the university. One for three years, one for two years. So I have worked for a very long time as a medical doctor and as a senior medical doctor, a specialist. I want to use that word. I've also spent a little bit of my time teaching people to become doctors. And, and an equally little bit of my life has been used t- training people to become specialists in hospitals. I can tell you that none of the things I have done and I excelled in them compares even remotely with the work of being a pastor. Put a doctor there, a surgeon in that room, and put a pastor on top of that building. They are two different professions. So in a sense, I must be anointed. I would have destroyed my life if I was not anointed. Do you, do you have any idea what it takes and what, what you can do as a pastor with authority? So you are right when you say that your pastor is anointed or that bishop is anointed. You must be anointed to be a prophet. But this morning, I want to say to you that it is, on, it is not only pastors and bishops who must be anointed. You also, as an ordinary Christian, must be anointed. You see, the same way, you, know, you may wonder why I'm talking like that. The same way I, I'm trying to get you to, to believe and to see that without the anointing, I couldn't have been doing this work. In that same way, without the anointing, you cannot be a Christian. You will only be left with going to church and coming back and going to church every Sunday. You need an anointing to live the difficult life of a Christian. It's not only a pastor's life which is difficult. To be a Christian is also difficult. To be a child of God for the past two weeks, I have preached about sons of God. 
To be a son of God, practicing Christian, is difficult. And I can tell you, without sounding very dark-minded, pessimistic, that a lot of you here are nowhere near the Christian life you are supposed to live. I will repeat myself. A lot of you sitting here are nowhere near the Christian life a Christian is supposed to live. If Jesus were to come back now to mark us, a lot of us here will not make the mark. Because it is yet to dawn on you that what you are doing is a difficult life. It's difficult. And you don't live the Christian life with your ten fingers. You can look at her. She's come to church. She cannot even sit up. She, she cannot even sit up. And don't, don't blame her. She's tired. What should she do? It's difficult. It's difficult. There's no money in town. A little money you have, you must also pay tight and help to. They say that they came to say that the church is buying land to build. Is it my concern if the church is buying land? They should buy the land. You say you want to go and build. Why should that also be my problem? <laughs> Who has sent you? Have I sent you to go and buy land? You are coming to tell me that I should help you to buy land. And who, who speaks that way? It can only be someone who is detached from God. Because the things you are interested in, you identify with it. Some of you sitting here, sacrifice for political parties who haven't sent you. You make contributions to unit committees, contributions to uh, 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 whatever, constituency, politicians. And you buy t-shirts, you buy t-shirts for people. It's a party for you. But when it comes to what your carnal life and carnal mind likes, you identify with it. More than, more than half of the young men here have bought t-shirts belonging to Chelsea, Barcelona, and all this stuff. When, when, when the football team is not for you. Because what you really want to do, you will do it. Can you please sit down? I'm not joking. As soon as it comes to the church, you, 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 you come up with all kinds of arguments and logic and a certain way of thinking that reveals how far you are from God. Far you are, very far from God. A lot of us here are very far from God. The only claim you can make most of us here, the only claim you can make is that you are you attend church. You make it to church. That's the only claim 
to God you can make. And I don't blame you. It's difficult. That's why without the anointing, without being anointed, you can't be a Christian. That's why I'm saying to you that if you thought that it's only prophets and bishops who must be anointed, then you are the anointing it is oil. Yes, I need it for my work. I need to be oiled to do this difficult way. You also need to be oiled to live as a Christian. You need to be oiled. <laughs> I mean, you can't see that it's because you married somebody in the church who became a pastor. That's why you are sitting in this church. You've been here for how many years? 20 years or more? Yes. If we are not married to somebody in this church, I don't think you would have even been in there. We can't even sit in a church for a long time. You sit here, then you move here, then you are here, then you, are, you appear. As, I mean, some of you sitting here, if a camera beams your, your image live in town, they will wonder, ah, are you also here? Here too, you are here. That roaming, because you are not stable. Because to be stable, you need strength to be stable. And the next thing the pastor says, you're offended. Yes. Then they start moving, 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 moving to the back, to the back, to the back, and then they leave. It's, you can't. You can't. The anointing is for ordinary Christians. Better be interested. Otherwise, you will be surprised, you will die. And go to hell because Jesus would say, I never knew you. Because the people he knows are the anointed ones. The sons of God. The Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23 is not a psalm of a bishop or a prophet. Psalm 23 is not a pastor's psalm. An ordinary follower of God. In the New Testament, we say an ordinary Christian. There's no reference in the Bible to David as a pastor. But he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down. In green pastures, not to roam about looking for green grass. Lie down, down. green pastures. He leadeth me. I'm preaching. What do you think I'm doing? He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. There's no pastor in there. It's not a bishop sound. There are a lot of things in the Bible written by apostles, prophets, Pastors, evangelists. There are a lot of things in the Bible we don't concern ordinary Christians. It's big stuff. But not Psalm 23. Psalm 23 is for ordinary Christians like you and I. The Lord is my shepherd. They're an ordinary sheep. Not a deaconess. Not a deacon. Not an elder. I'm an ordinary sheep. I shall not want. 
Yeah. 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 Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Ordinary Christians walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You can't even stay up. You can't even open your eyes. Because you are tired. I don't blame you. I will fear no evil. Though I will, ordinary Christians, ordinary Christians experience darkness. This morning's testimony, the man was about to die. God just intervened. Ordinary Christians die. You don't need to be a bishop to die. Just know Jesus, you will die. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me. There's no bishop in this matter. I said, there is no what? Bishop. There's, there are, I, I can take you through scriptures for bishops. Timothy, first, second, first Timothy 3. Bishops. Episcopus. Big, big English words. No, this is normal. Are you a normal Christian? Sir? Or a Buddhist? You're a normal Christian. You didn't hear my question. You've curled your hair, but you can't hear English words. Can't you see you are struggling? Some of you deserve to have certificates just for coming to church this morning. You, 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 it's like you have climbed Mount Everest. Yes. Yes. To make it to church this morning, you shouldn't have just been asked to sit down. We should have given you crates of minerals, put powder on you, put leaves around you, like, like some Wuloma. Wuloma. To come to church, it's like you, on, on a bus you didn't pay for. God prepares a table before me. I'm preaching. I'm, I'm telling you raw. This is raw. Raw. It's difficult. Prepare a table before me. A table that is, if he's truly a shepherd, who cares? He must feed you. This, this is a banquet. This is a table we have here. We, we are eating. But there's no table you will have that doesn't have enemies. This is Bishop Edwin Ogo preaching. Stay tuned. Do you sense an urgency to pray? Is there a burden to wage war spiritually through intense intercession? Then join the online army on the Church in Your House Facebook page this and every Saturday at 4am. Remember, the Facebook address is the Church in Your House with Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. This and every Saturday dawn at 4am. Every knee will bow to the power of prayer. Then you see there. Thou anointest my head with what? Oil. 
there's no profit in this matter. Ordinary sheep must be anointed with the oil called the Holy Spirit. You cannot stop it to try to be a Christian without the anointing. You don't know what you are doing to yourself. You will never make it. For as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God. You need to have power. Power. I have power. It takes power. I can point to a few guys around who also have power as ordinary Christians. But you, I'm asking, do you have power? Do you have power? Thou anointest my head with oil. Any pastor who doesn't teach you to flow in the anointing and tell you that as an ordinary Christian you must be anointed, it's not helping you. It's not helping you. One of the things you must look for is not just a husband. Look for the anointing to be a Christian. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cap ran it over. In 10 years time, close to half of the people sitting in this room will not be in church. 10 years. Close to half. Quaresters, as the dancing stars, we don't even talk about them. Most of us in here, five years time. If some of you next week, you will, be, you, you will stop being in, going to church till you die. There is a power that must sustain you. A power. A power. It keeps you. Because the life of a Christian is a difficult life. I'm not surprised that the Lord is my shepherd in, the, in it. There's oil there. I'm not surprised. I'm very, I mean, I'm not surprised at all that to be a sheep of God, you need oil. And you see, ordinary sheep, I mean, we don't have shepherds. If you go to certain countries, I've seen shepherds at work. I've seen it, my athletes have the experience. Shepherds at work, they have oil in the, in the, in the, in the cracking sand. They put oil on the sheep to prevent flies from eating the sheep. Flies can eat the sheep. The ears are oiled. I mean oil. They oil them. 
So there are no cracks for worms to enter, infections and kill them. Oil. You can't be a sheep without oil. If you look at the hair on the head, see that there are, there are worms and things and insects, flies inside. They fight the animals till they kill them. And then they all gather and eat the animal. And I'm sure you know that the flies represent evil spirits. Belzebub, the lord of flies. You are fighting with evil spirits constantly. Everything God says you should do is difficult. Be holy. It's difficult. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together is difficult. To fast is easy. When the last time you fasted? Because you, you don't have the oil that makes it easy for you to bear the pain of hunger, but you are excited in your spirit that you are accomplishing spiritual feats. Without oil, how can you read your Bible? How can you read your Bible without oil? When your phone is lying by you, there's Facebook on it. Wait, now, now, now they have introduced reels. You watch. Ah. Once you go on the page, one, two, no, then the reel comes to time. To engage you away from the things that will benefit you. Useless things. Useless. You may need to watch about 100 million reels to get one second of something which will be useful to you. How can a Christian read his Bible? How? A normal Christian who has problems. So you should have your quiet time. For what? How does it help me? And there's no food in my stomach. How, how does it help me to have my quiet time? <laughs> and, and, and the Bible is also King James. <laughs> so the Bible is also King James. Oh, Jesus. But when there's oil on your head, you will tell yourself, I'm going to look for another version. Hey, look, let, let me tell, can you sit down and let me tell you something? You are the one who's struggling. You are the one struggling. Not everybody is struggling like you. <laughs> I must also tell you that you are the one struggling. Not everybody is struggling. <laughs> and you are struggling with girls, not because before you got born again, you were into girls. No. You are struggling with girls because it is not a small thing. To be around with girls around you. And you are not touching them. It has nothing to do with how you were fornicating in the past. Because I can also point to people who were womanizing. Who met the Holy Spirit and are now clean and dry and straight. I'm saying that you are the one struggling. A lot of people are excited. Because they have the anointing. 
day by day, they have the anointing. That's why John chapter 1 verse 12 says that the people who, please take me to verse 11. He came to his own and then his own received him not. Now, say, as many as received him, anybody he found who received him, the next thing was that he gave you power. Because he knows that receiving him is not a a small thing. You fail in seven days if you receive him. If you receive Jesus, ask yourself. The the data that new believers people are bringing is false data. I can tell you. Only 2% remain in the church after six months. Those names they are bringing to disturb us. So, Anybody who receives Jesus, the next thing is that he gives you power. Because it's not enough to receive Jesus. Having Jesus in your life is not enough. It's not enough. He can't help you. There's a lot of help you need on this earth that Jesus Christ cannot give you. There's a lot of help you need to be a Christian that Jesus Christ cannot give you. So as soon as you receive him, then he gives you power to become. Now, now, look at it well. He didn't say as many as received him, he made them receive power. He gave. Now, whether you will receive the power is what has brought us here in this meeting. I'll say it again. Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, alone is not enough to live as a Christian. If you have ever received Jesus, you must be interested in the Holy Spirit. So in John chapter 16, Jesus announced that he can't help you. And I'm not surprised you don't know because the power to read your Bible is not part of your life. In John chapter 16, verse number 7, New American Standard Bible, but I tell you the truth. Now, now, those of you with good Bible, you see that it is red. The letters are red. It just, this is Jesus speaking. Not Peter, not Paul, not John. I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. This is Jesus. That he being with you will not help you. I didn't write the Bible. For it says that for if I do not go away, mommy, can you read it? If I do not go away, the helper will not come. So for as long as he is with you, he is blocking the real person to help you. Don't stop boasting out you have Jesus. There are two reasons why we receive Jesus Christ. One is 
For those who, are, who receive Christ and die within 24 hours, they need Jesus Christ so they can make it to heaven. Because people receive Christ and die within 24 hours. Somebody died in one of the schools recently. He died in the swimming pool on a Sunday morning. Monday or Sunday. But on Saturday evening, a certain church went to that place to go and witness. And that guy received Christ. Within 24 hours, he was at the bottom of a swimming pool. So people receive Jesus so that they can go to heaven without Jesus going down to hell. <laughs> now, now, those people are one in a hundred or one in a thousand. There is also another reason why we receive Jesus. If you don't know, I'm telling you. That reason is what you didn't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm releasing it to you today. We who are going to be alive for two weeks, three months, one year, six years, ten years, till we are 90, you and I who are going to be around till we are 83, there's another reason why we receive Jesus Christ. We receive Jesus Christ not just to go to heaven, but to qualify us to receive the real deal, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is not given to those who don't have Jesus. I'll take it again. Holy Spirit, the power, that, let's use any word you want to use, anointing, whatever, is not given to those who, are, who don't have Jesus. The only qualification you must have to receive the anointing is to have Jesus. That is why we receive Jesus. We don't receive Jesus to stop. We receive Jesus to qualify us to now have the Holy Spirit. Oh, you know, you received Jesus, sir. You received Jesus five years ago. Why have you stopped? Why are you not going on to get the real help? Can't you see you are struggling? Struggling. Many of you, all you can do for the Lord is to just be in a choir. Oh, and I, I forgot to tell you, over 80% of the people who sang this morning in the choir don't know the song. That's why one of the greatest blessings we receive from coronavirus is that we wear masks. It pains me that it is going. It pains me that COVID is going. Because without masks, you will betray your stupidity. I was watching you. What do you think I sit in front? As a pastor of the church, I should sit at the back and look at the whole church. Why do you think? I sit in front to just to be amazed at choristers singing a song and they don't even know the word. 
I'm saying that many of you, the only thing you can do in the kingdom of God is to just wear clothes and stand on the stage to advertise your breast and your thighs. Many of these dancing stars, they cannot do anything in the body of Christ except to dance. If you can do more, do it and let's see. They are just some carnal Christians. Carnal. Because the dancing you are dancing, if you watch unbeliever songs, the dancers dance the same dance. There is nothing spiritual about dancing. I'm sorry. I'm the pastor here. There is nothing spiritual about dancing. We make you dance so that we can engage you in the church. Because you know you are a carnal Christian. Can you imagine me dancing on stage? Can you imagine me dancing on stage? And in the kingdom, there are things. There are some lowly, unspiritual activities we all engage in. Samuel engaged in it. He was turning on the lamp and off. It was to engage him as a young boy. Because without something to do, he'll be crossing the road for a child to hate him. So this thing we are doing is just to engage you. You must move on. By this time, many of you should be basenta leaders. I mean, most of you here, many of you here, you can't do it. Because you don't have power. You have received Jesus, but you have nothing else apart from Jesus. You need more than Jesus. The pastors who have only Jesus, they sleep with the girls. Because there's nothing in Jesus to stop you from sleeping with the girls. Jesus Christ, he's merciful. As many as received him. Quickly. Like this. Get it. This is Jesus. This is the power. So those, so he came to his own. He says, yeah, look at stand away. Then, thankfully, this one received. You see how she did? As soon as, once he saw that you were interested, that you also had the power. Get the power. Get the power. Get it. Add it. This is what gives you the ability to last for 40 years, 30 years, 80 years. Wake up! Wake up! Once he sees that you are interested in Jesus, he gives you power. The formula is Jesus plus power. Not Jesus alone. Wake up. So, so when Paul went to Ephesus and met some Christians in chapter 19, they had Jesus. He had, they had, I mean, Paul should have been excited that he has met disciples. Think of it. How many people are disciples? But he went on to ask that, oh, you have Jesus, you are disciples. Oh, okay, then, then, then have you also received that thing that is, must be given to you? Like watching without Talia or Willie. I mean, it's not Jesus. Or Pepe. Once you buy the watch, there must be some additives. How come you are sitting here? You, receive, you can't even wake up. You received Jesus three years ago and you are not making effort, any effort to receive 
the Holy Spirit. No wonder you are struggling. No wonder all that is left of you is barely making it to church on Sunday morning. Most of you here, when you work, walk out of the gate, your Christianity ends. I'm preaching. I'm preaching. I, don't, I don't know what else to tell you. People are struggling. Church members are struggling to overcome offenses. Are struggling to keep her eyes off somebody's husband. Because, oh, I see you. You, you are struggling. Some of you are struggling to even stay to stay awake in church because, because truly, and I agree with you. That's why I wonder. I said, never wake up anybody who's sleeping. It's not easy. I mean, how can you be listening to something you are not interested in? I, I'm reading verses. This Acts 19 is in a book called the Holy Bible. You don't even have it. You see people who, who, who are standing, they've read it before. So, so what I'm saying connects to something in them. Today, I want to inform you, it's not enough to come and stand here and say you have received Jesus Christ. We receive him so that we now qualify to get the real thing called ask your neighbor, do you have power? You look tired. Ask ask another person. Ask another person. Do you have power? I mean, look at some of this dress. Can you stand up? I mean, Nice, uh, what is it called? Kaba. Sultan Kaba. She has gone to add something like a military general. Like, uh, uh, like curtains. And I'm sure she went to town and saw something and showed the picture to the seamstress and helped. I'm sure the seamstress even did it by it was short. And she returned it that it was supposed to hang like this. You have power to, to add curtains to your Kaba. But you don't have power to add one verse to your spirit. You have power to add curtains. You see, you are struggling. Struggling to break up with that boy. Come break up. Some of you are struggling to stop betting. A few days ago, we read in the news. Some, some students in USC, they couldn't finish their course. The, the, the money they should use in their school, they use it for betting. USC, university. I was going to say something, but you can't handle it. Betting. 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 Betting, it's wilder than smoking Indian hemp. But you can't stop it. 
Many, many young boys listen here. You are in a hurry to end the service because Wigam is playing Sunderland in the afternoon. You have to go and place your bet and somebody's husband. The wife is struggling. The man can't pay the fees of the children. And you are here. You are collecting his money. You have tied your hair on top of your head with the money he has used to give you braids. I shouldn't say it. I should stop it. All right, then. Then it's okay. okay. No, no, no. I, I don't want to say things you don't like. No, 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 no. It's okay. Talk about it. Please, let's end the service. I'm saying that as human beings, we are struggling. You're not the only one struggling with girls. You're not the only one struggling with boys. As a human being, I don't know what you would do without boys. But have you not asked yourself like I asked that? I have been with this girl for 18 years. I've never touched her. You met her only two weeks ago. You have two children with her. You obviously, you don't have something. Sorry, it's not 18, 15, I think. 15 years I've been with her. You have already had a set of twins. <laughs> Lift your two hands and say, Holy Spirit, help me. So, 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 can you please sit down? Anyone here who is not embarking on a project to have the Holy Spirit in your life is not interested in God. You see, that, that is why we have got judges and magistrates. I don't know what the names are. I don't want to say something that these lawyers are going to send me texts. <laughs> but I know that at least there are judges. There's some, somebody called a judge who sits on this high desk and listens to arguments and then makes a decision. Yeah. Why do we have judges? They are there to interpret our behavior. They are there to, to, to explain that what you did is not this. It is equal to. So he will give you a sentence that somebody who also killed. The, you've not killed. Wow. You just took money from the office. But he will give you a number of years that is the same as somebody who helped someone to kill. Because he will explain that what you've done, it means this and this and this. By not being interested in the Holy Spirit, it's a sign that you are not interested in God. All this your church going is just is just hypocrisy. Just hypocrisy. I love you. I really do. I love you. And I want to advise you. If you have never started that journey, start it today. Start looking 
for the Holy Spirit. Start flowing in the Holy Spirit. And there are many ways to flow. The first way to flow with him is to flow with him as a person. Later, I'll teach you to flow with him as wind, as oil, as a dove. But you must flow with the Holy Ghost as a person. So, so I'll ask. <laughs> is he sitting by you? If he's a person, then he should be sitting by you. Where was the Holy Spirit when you were removing your panties four days ago? In the presence of that man. Now, even look at how you went onto the bed. The way you were. I'm asking that where was the Holy Spirit? If, if, if the Holy Ghost, if you knew him as a person, you would never have allowed the man to enter because when he knocked and you opened it, it should have occurred to you that the Holy Spirit is standing by you. There's somebody in the room. But you thought you were alone. So as soon as you began to remove your panties, is it the right hand you use or the left? The left hand. As soon as you began to remove your panties, he left the room because he can't remain in the one room. So that's why many of you here are far. Oh, but there's another girl. When she heard the knock and she saw him, her feelings began to come. She wanted to hold the man by his tie and pull him into the room. But she remembered that the Holy Spirit was He's a person. John 16, verse 13. Verse 13. It says, But when he, the Spirit, say he, you are missing somebody from today. You must have in your mind that the Holy Spirit is a he by you. When he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. So he guides if you are prepared to hear his voice, he will tell you, don't go there. Wake up and go to church. He guides. Captain of Israel's host and guide of all who seek the land above. 
all those who are seeking heaven, there's a guide. He guides us away from sexy girls. I'm telling you, he guides us away from sexy girls. He guides us away from sexy boys. He guides us away from friends who destroy our faith. He's a guide. He's a guide. He guides us away from taking the steps we shouldn't take. He will tell you, wait a little more. Don't say yes to him. Because the Bible says, not only does he guide, he guides us by speaking. He speaks. And he walks with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his own and the joy we shared as we tired has ever and he what he what walks you are never alone Walks with you and he tells you know why you are depressed because you can't hear the Holy Spirit talking to you. He has raps. He He tells me I'm his own. Like a man will come and say, Baby, baby, you are the yellow in my rainbow. Baby, the yellow in my rainbow. And he, so when you are walking. With me and he talks. I'm introducing a brand new Christian life. Embrace it. And tells me I am his home. And the joy we shared as we but, but But stop. It even begins in a nicer way. I come to, to the garden. Alone, so so you so, see, so, alone. Adon, while the dew is still on the rose, he's alone, but he hears a voice. I feel like dancing, and the voice I hear falling on. What type of Christian life are you living? Bushman, you are a bush Christian. To be, to be a Christian and you don't live this life Kai, then your curse is really great you were not meant to do well in life you are a Christian and you don't live this life you are alone but there's a voice speaking to you I come to the alone 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 it's alone the roses. He's alone, but he hears a voice. And, and the, the voice I hear falling on my ear. The Son of God disclosed. 
Christian life is for bushmen and villagers and uncouth, uncivilized, not villagers, forgive me for using that word, uncivilized people. Wake up! You have Jesus and you don't have Holy Spirit. Oh, then you must, there must be a strong curse on you. Because Jesus alone will not help you. There are men looking for you. But where is Jesus? He has left. And he gave a reason why he had to go. So that your helper who will help you against the man wanting to put your back on the bed. But you're not interested in him. Look at him. From today, from today, from today, everyone, everyone, see the Holy Spirit as a person. He's with you. He's in the car. He's in the room. Hey, I said, he's in the car. He's in the room. He speaks. Is there. He said, he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, that will he speak. So the things you can't hear, he hears it and talks to you. When you wake up in the morning, say, good morning, Holy Spirit. When you're about to sleep after bathing in the night, say, good night, Holy Spirit. Just say, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you have been with me throughout the day. Holy Spirit, thank you for helping me when I met Mr. Michael and he was asking me the question. Thank you for helping me at the interview. Holy Spirit, I'm entering this interview. It's different from It's different. It's good. Before the interview, before the interview, you have to pray. Because you pray in the spirit. But apart from that, Holy Spirit, I'm entering. I don't know who is there. But I'm trusting you to give me wisdom. I'm trusting you. 
and the joy we 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 means we, we is not singular we is you and someone meanwhile there's nobody around nobody will know this type of joy you went alone Holy Spirit I'm going to town be with me in this structure be with me as I get down Holy Spirit you were with me last week and my dress got torn when I was getting down from the church don't disappoint me again today well, talk to him he's your friend And he will tell you that you entered that church show because I told you not to enter. You didn't hear me. Didn't hear. Manusikipa sukata magaduzi me. He's a person. Flow, flow. That's how. That's how. So that when you are going somewhere, you shouldn't go. He will tell you. You are going to visit this girl. Say, you you went to visit this girl alone. Then you don't, you don't, you can't hear the Holy Spirit. The sexy girl alone, you didn't hear a voice say that return and call your shepherd to come with you. Go back. Now, you see what happened? It's not that she is bad, but she wasn't expecting. She was expecting babies. That's why when she opened the door, the towel fell. But when the towel fell, you also fell. <laughs> you fell with the towel. Holy Spirit, speak to us. Acts. Look at Acts chapter 8. Verse 29. And the Spirit said, to Philip. The spirit speaks. Go near. And join yourself to this chariot. So if you ever saw Philip. Sitting in a chariot. It's because the spirit spoke to you. When was the last time you did something. Because the spirit spoke to you. No, I'm, I don't know you. I don't know your name. I'm asking when. Just tell me that was last week. The spirit most of your chariots you enter, it's your mind. It's rain that makes you enter a chariot. It's your lack of a, your friend is saying no. A ride. You want a ride. That's why you enter a chariot. Philip didn't need a ride. It was not raining. It was not raining. He was not looking for some air-conditioned chariot. But the spirit said, you're looking for a job, you've got letters. He should be able to tell you to enter places. And he will lead you to enter a place with your letter and you will not get a job there. But he will lead you there because the point is not the job. The point is to meet someone there. And the spirit said, and the spirit said, when was the last time the spirit said something to you? I mean, when, when, did you, when was the last time you even used this statement in your speech that the Holy Spirit spoke to me? Because he speaks to me. He walks with me. He walks with me. There is no way 
anyone doing this work I'm doing will last one year if there's no voice speaking to him. So the Holy Spirit told him, go, go near. So you see him going near something, not because he likes girls or he likes chariots. And I'm asking, when was the last time the Holy Spirit spoke to you? Because you don't relate with him as a person. He has a voice. Acts 13. Verse 2. And as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Lift your two hands and ask the Lord. For a new relationship. I'm telling you, receiving Jesus is not enough. You use $15,000 to do business and the person runs away. You didn't hear anything when you were putting that money in that bag. Holy Spirit, speak. $15,000. Wow. Oh, I want to tell you before we end that as a person, the Holy Spirit also has an opinion. Yes. If you walk with him, he has an opinion about what you did. He has an opinion about where you want to go. Do you remember that he even stopped people from evangelizing in Mysia and Bithynia? His opinion was that, no, how can you take your decisions alone? You see, I want to tell you, there must be an engine pairing in your stomach. An engine. Always, always. Look, there's something happening in my stomach all the time. I'm, there's always an engine. I'm, I, I am, I am, I am in tune to hear his voice any and every time. Don't go, go, but don't spend more than three minutes. Stay till the till the end. He walks with me, and he talks with me because whatever you are doing, he has an opinion. has an opinion I'm telling you you see that place you want to rent he has a mind about it he has a mind about that place you are going to stay and if you are to listen to him he will tell you that don't just rent it but try and save money to buy that place or he will tell you don't go near that place rituals have been performed there and you are not strong enough to withstand the evil spirits in that room. You just, because you saw an advert and a, a estate agent took you. Estate agent is your Holy Ghost. Estate agent. Hey, are you sleeping? You invest money, you buy a car, the Holy Ghost doesn't guide you. Tell the Holy Spirit, I've got this money, 15,000 Ghana. I want to buy a car. He will tell you, 
There's no car like that. <laughs> He'll tell you. He'll tell you that. Keep the money and keep, add some more because the car you will get is not a car. <laughs> oh, say opinion. Opinion. He has, a, he has an opinion of the man who came to propose to you. You are not careful to listen to what he has to say. Scatu seeker. Oh, I forgot to tell you. You will hear his opinion through his language. If he's a person, then he has a language. Yes. And the Holy Spirit doesn't speak tree. Doesn't speak English. He doesn't know Greek. You are the one who has come to study Greek. If he's speaking to you, he uses words. And the words are not French. The language of the Holy Spirit is the Bible. Now, now, don't clap. Don't clap. If you've not read your Bible, you will not hear him talk to you. If you have not meditated on the word of God, he will not speak to you. You won't hear him. I'm sorry, I should say, I should say he will speak, but you won't hear. Because when you offend me, as a human being, it will not be easy for you. I will bite your back. But when I'm about to bite your back, the Holy Spirit will speak to me. And guess, what language will he use to speak to me? Scriptures. You ask me to forgive you. So I can also be forgiven. He has an opinion. That the dress you are wearing, the neckline is, is, is plunging too deep. He will say it's a beautiful dress. But it won't help the man sitting by you. The man sitting by you will not look at this. He would be pretending he's looking into his Bible by be looking inside here. Looking here. Drooling. Drooling. When was the last time the Holy Spirit spoke to you? I said he has an opinion. Acts 15, verse 28. Look at it. Let's end with this verse. Let's go home with this verse. Hello, hello. Look at it. Look at it. Look at it. Mommy, look at it. For it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us <laughs> to lay no greater burden than this necessary thing. It seems good. Whatever you do should seem good to the Holy Spirit before it, is, it seems good to you. Did you hear me? What you are going to do should seem good to the Holy Spirit before it seems good to you. Which means you sought his opinion. The message I'm preaching this morning seems good to the Holy Spirit. Obviously, it seems good to me. When was the last time you weighed your actions against this verse? The things you are saying. What you are watching on the tablet. Does it seem good to the Holy Ghost? What you told the girl. Do you think those words seem good to the Holy Spirit? 
Does your dress seem good to the Holy Spirit? This dress should seem good to the Holy Spirit before it seems good to you. Stand to your feet. And he was with me and he talks with me and he tells me I am his one. Lift your hands and ask the Holy Spirit and the joy we share as we Lift your hands and begin to pray. Just pray. Just pray. Pray. He's real. He has changed the course of many a life. He's real. Holy Spirit. He's real. He's real. He's real. He's real. You are missing out. You are missing out. Holy Spirit, move me now. my life whole again. Spirit, move. A torture because it stopped. Wow. Pastor, I want to be born again. I want to have a relationship with the sweet Holy Spirit. I want to receive Jesus so that I can be qualified to receive the Holy Spirit and relate with him as a person and as this and as that. that. If you are here, you want to receive Jesus. You can lift up your hand. I'm going to pray for you. 
Yes, lift it high. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. One of the things the Holy Spirit does is that he convicts. He convicts and he convinces. Holy Spirit, convince them that they need, the, they need Jesus. You said you lead them to Jesus. Holy Spirit. If, you're, if you are here, you want to receive the Holy... You want to receive Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Lift your hand. I'm going to pray with you. I see your hand, my brother. I see. Lift it high. Lift it high. I see. I see. My sister, I see. I see. And if your hand has been lifted up, I want you to leave your seats and come to me here. Come to me here. You want to join? Come now. Come running. Come running. Come running. Come running to the mercy where Jesus is calling. His grace will be your Thank you, Jesus. Can you lift your hands, my dear? And all of us, let's lift our hands. You want to receive Jesus Christ? You want to join to receive Christ? Lift your two hands. Say after me. Heavenly Father. I'm sorry for my sins. I'm sorry for my sins. I realize I'm far from you. I realize I'm far from you. I'm living my own life. I'm living my own life. Come into my life. Come into my life. Make me your child. Make me your child. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Today. Today. I surrender my life to you. I surrender my life. Make me your child. Make me your child. Make me your child. Make me your child. From today. From today. I will walk with you. I will walk with you. And be careful. And be careful. To also walk with the Holy Spirit. To also walk with the Holy Spirit. That is my life. That is my life. Help me. Help me. To live this victorious Christian life. To live this victorious. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. I need you. I need you. Whatever seems good to you. Whatever seems good to you. Let it seem good to me. Let it seem good to me. Whatever does not seem good to you. Whatever does not seem good to you. Let me never get involved. Let me never get involved. Have mercy. Have mercy. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus name. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. What's your name? Ebe. Abraham, wow. I said, what's your name? Lydia. Beautiful. I'm very happy that you've taken this step. But if you listen to the preaching, I will say that this is the first of many things you have to do to walk with God. So you see the sisters there. The sister and the brother, sorry. Yes, I want you to go to them now. You can put your hand down. And then let's go. Clap your hands for them. Let's welcome Bishop Pops to take us. Hallelujah. Wow, what a message. Give you a clap of friends to the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Wow, it's time for communion. Amen. How many of you are communion? Please take it up. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, 56 million people die every year. I don't know if you know about that. Yeah, if you do the calculation, it comes to about 110 people a second. Yeah, every, every second. 110 is gone. And um, death doesn't seem to have a style of taking people. You actually sit on the toilet and you are gone. The thing you do on the toilet, people sit on it and the same thing they did, they are gone. Hallelujah. But this morning, we're going to take an anti-death drug. Amen. There's a very beautiful story in, um, I think, Second Kings chapter 4, verse 40. It's one of my favorite scriptures communion. All right, happening. So they poured out for the men to eat, and it came to pass that as they were eating the pottage, some people were eating food, that they cried out and said, O thou man of God, there is death in the pots. And they could what? Not eat thereof. So so some people were eating, and then they suddenly realized that there's poison in the food. And then they cried to the man of God that, look, there's death in the pot. So if you had already eaten the food, it's over. The man of God had a fantastic solution to this problem. Let's read the next verse. The Bible says, but he said, then bring me meal. Bring me a meal. And he cast the meal into the pots and said, pour out for the people that they may eat. And there was no harm in the pot. Hallelujah. This morning, the bread of the, the body of Jesus is that meal. And it's that meal you are putting into your stomach called your pot called your stomach. You, you know your stomach is a pot, hallelujah. Yeah, because everything that enters your mouth is recooked again. That's why your poop is not the same as the yam you ate. You understand what I mean? So this morning we are going to take this bread, the body of Jesus Christ, and we are going to put it into the pots. And what's going to happen is that every death in the pot will die in Jesus' name. How many want some death in your pot to die this morning? You want to lift up the bread and the body of Jesus Christ and declare that, Father, as I take this, your body, every death in the pot, every death in my stomach, every death that is coming to me because of what I've eaten is removed and replaced by your life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The body of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, I like reading interesting stories. And um, there's, there's, there's a portion in the 2900 BC, they used to call it the elixir of life. How many have heard it before? It was a magic portion that scientists believe that if they can manufacture, would extend people's life will give them eternal life. You can read about it. Elixir of life. It was done by some group of scientists called alchemists. And actually, they are still searching for a portion that people can drink to extend their life. But what they didn't know that 2,000 years ago, a man came to this earth and his blood was the elixir of life. His blood was the antidote to death. And he said, when you take my body, when you take my blood, when you take my blood, 
you are receiving the elixir of life you are receiving that magical portion that gives you eternal life so this morning as you take the blood of jesus you are receiving that magical supernatural portion that takes every death out of your life and extends your life by many more years not even just life on this earth but life in the eternal life you want to lift up your cup and say father thank you for life i thank you for eternal life that is in your blood i receive it with all my heart in jesus mighty name the blood of jesus Lift up your hands and let's pray. Father, we bless you for this beautiful morning. Thank you that death is taken away from us. That we are not part of the 110 people dying every single second this week. People may die for sure, but we are not one of them dying this week. Not because we are special. Not because we are good. But because we've taken your blood and your body. That guarantees us life. We are delivered from accidents in the name of Jesus. We are delivered from every sickness in the name of Jesus. We are delivered from anything that will bring death. This week, Lord, by your blood, we are delivered in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we bless you. May your name be praised in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody give a shout out to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. We trust that you have been mightily blessed and affected by the word of God preached by Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. Do join one of our lovely services from the Mackinac Cathedral near Valley View University, OUB, Accra, this and every weekend at 7.30pm on Saturdays as well as 7.30am and 12 noon on Sundays. Connect with Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo on Facebook Live instagram youtube twitter and on your favorite podcast app thank you for joining us god bless you